Welcome to the Thirst World Problems Podcast, where we talk about drinks, current events, music, and more. Now, here's your host, Nick Dugall, and his panel of experts, B, Bell, and the infamous Doc. You ready to order that shit? We're good to go. My boys, boys from the friend, boys from the friend, boys from the friend, man. Yeah, yeah, that shirt. Yeah, man, boys get, from the friend. Uh, I want to get the boxing one. The um, oh, I got it right here, man. I got a whole bunch. I got a Dil G. I got the boxing club, right? Yeah, I got that one. I got, uh, I got a Sidhu Musiala, you know. Yeah, I got to put an order in with those guys, man. Yeah, they're they're pretty good. They're pretty good. Um. Are we uh, are we good to go, Rod? You good to go? Ready to rock, brother. Okay, my man. Folks, another edition of Thirst World Problems. We got the one and only Raj Singh, the man, the historian of Craig David, the wrestling icon, but more importantly, the two-time handball champion at the Godora in the yeah. West Coast, who dominates. Left and right handball. Do you guys ever? Bob, did you ever play handball? Because I had to. I love handball, man. Handball's one handball of those. Th- handball's one of those, uh, you know, gym gym activities that that I, I got up for. Handball. Give me the doctor dodgeball. Give me basketball. I'll take them. <laughs> handball is crazy, especially at the good though, man. Like you're playing like crazy. You're sweating. And then you got to do a DOS. You're just sweating. Your your Ramal's just all over the place, man. <laughs> you got you to toss one out, toss, get a new one on, right? Like, <laughs> so, Raj, again, thank you for uh, for jumping on here. Let's uh, let's start with you know what? I, let let's let's really start with um, let's let's start with some training questions here. Yeah. Now, taking bumps, uh, I've, I've been hearing a lot of stories. Mm-hmm. How? How much damaging is it to your body if if not done correct? Because not you know, there's a lot of wrestling schools that just you know are just trying to grind for money. Obviously, you probably know better than us yeah. which schools do that and which don't. But I mean, like taking bumps. How safe is taking bumps uh, on a regular basis? Well, it's is it bad for your spine or what? What is it? Well, it's bad for the whole body, brother. Um, I don't want to discourage anybody from you know that any potential listeners that might want to wrestle. Um, but that's why we train to do this because it's tough, man. It's, um, I heard somewhere, I can't, I can't find the exact source, but I heard this a few times, um, that they say the equivalent to a six foot guy, anywhere over 180 pounds, taking a bump is the equivalent of getting rear ended at 35 miles per hour. So if you're doing that over and over, just imagine how like uh, rattling it's going to be to your whole system, not just your spine. That's a lot of wear and tear on the body. Dude, yeah. So, like, they do say everybody has a bump card. And, like, there's guys in the WWE. They're traveling and wrestling five days a week, doing all these matches, or four days a week, um, having shows. Um, It's hard on their system. And even for us here, uh, when we're at Impact or guys wrestling for AEW and New Japan or whatnot, like, we have our shows, but then we're doing stuff at the indies. Then we're in training. And now I'm at the point in my life where – when I'm training, I'm more like rolling or doing walkthroughs as opposed to having the full-on training and the matches because it starts to add up after a while, man. You can do it when you're, you know, fresh into it as long as you don't have too much mileage on your body. But that is what deters people the most is like how hard you hit, how hard the um, the bumps are. And, dude, the recovery is not fun. Mm-hmm. A lot of lot of visits to the chiropractor for sure. Bro, I, I I had to lift up a, a, a I bought my dad a motorcycle and I had to lift it up because it accidentally like tipped over. Dude, I'm out, man. My my back is just fucked right now, man. I don't know how you guys do it, honestly, man. Like, that shit is that shit fucked me up. But I'm sure you don't love um, motorcycle. We love wrestling, so that makes it worthwhile, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. I I fucking hate that bike right now, man. But um, question. Um, you wrestled All Star Wrestling, mm-hmm. is that correct? Yeah. Do you know? Do you know? Like, there's this viral video of uh, Thunder from Jalunder. Yeah, he's my boy. He's a good buddy of mine. <laughs> he's a good buddy. You're his kid. Now, now, yeah, like, uh, very original name, which is which is amazing. But 
Um, when you're wrestling an impact, yeah, right. Are you are you trying to like? Do they tell you a certain thing that you cannot and can do? Like, for example, speak Punjabi when you're when you're doing promos or you know um, in the ring, for example, you know calling people out, etc. Is there a certain thing that you're trying to not be the certain typical, you know, as they labeled you as an Indian wrestler, right? Well, personally, I, I, I watch a lot of tape and um, stuff on other guys. So I make sure that, you know, when when Jinder's on TV, he's doing, let me speak to my people in my language. So I want to make sure that if I ever throw a little bit of Punjabi in there, it's not to be like, oh, this is for my people. I just use it to use it um, and try to find the niche because it's so easy for people that don't understand the language to turn around and be like, oh, he's just doing that that same thing. He's Jinder uh, Mahal light or he's uh, he's playing the terrorist role, you know, the foreign menace yeah. role. So <laughs> I want to get away from that and just like, talk, uh, like throw in a few words here and there if I can, as long as that makes sense. And then um, they don't tell us what not to say, but if I do say anything to Punjabi, then afterwards I have to just be like, hey, this is exactly what I said. So they know that you know, they, someone down the line can't turn around and say, hey, this guy was swearing, blah, blah, blah. And then if they do find out you do say something stupid, you're just not going to be on the show anymore. Right, right, right. Mm. Interesting. Very interesting. Boys, you got anything before I continue on? Well, you mentioned earlier there that you have a love for wrestling and that's why you like to take those bumps. <laughs> so now it's like someone from the outside looking in. Yeah. What is it that people miss about wrestling when they just can't understand why, like you said, where does that love come from? Well, it's like, I mean, that's, that's, it's kind of a tough question to answer. Cause I mean, there's something out there that you love and then I won't understand. So I'm going to turn around and say, Oh, you love music or whatever this genre of music. And I'm going to say, okay, cool. I don't get it. I, a lot of people in Calgary, they love country music. I don't understand that. <laughs> Amen but, brother. <laughs> but that's their thing. So, you know, it's the same way that I know people that, that, that golf, they love golfing. I like it. It's cool to do here and there. If I got free time, I ain't going to cancel an appointment to go out there and golf. You know what I mean? Let's put it that way. But this you never gave country music a try? Oh, bro. I played uh, hockey in Calgary. It's all that was in the locker room. <laughs> so I hate it. <laughs> I've given him plenty of tries, bro. <laughs> Me and B went to a country festival a few years ago. And uh, it was... So he's looking at uh, us like, what am I on? He's got to get, he's got, I got to get on podcast. podcast. These, these aren't the same dudes I was talking to before. The one in, what was it? Where was it in Dolphin? Oh, yeah, Dolphin Country Fest. Yeah, we went to Dolphin and me and him were the only two brown guys there. And then the security guard. <laughs> that was we were, it. We were, we were sent, we were sent there though. Let's put it that way. Yeah, yeah, we we are sent there, but but yeah, like it's it's crazy, man. You you need a unique taste for that. But sorry, sorry to interrupt you. Uh, continue on there. Have you not been to the Calgary Stampede? I've been there. Yeah, yeah, oh yeah. yeah same thing, man. It's a bunch of gorgeous same thing, yeah. cowboy music. The line dancing yeah. there. It's it's stupid. It's fun to be around people, but like the music, I just want earplugs in half the time. Hold on, are you still in Calgary? Like, you're not saying anything that's going to put you on the chopping block, are you? Nah, nobody's going to say nothing to me, bro. I run the show. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's untouchable, man. Get out of here. Raj, is there, is there a move that you just won't take? No. I'll, 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 I'm cool with whatever, bro. There's, there's moves that I can't do anymore. Like, I used to do 450s and stuff like that. And I just, because I'm a little bit heavier, I hit the ground a lot harder. So I won't do those anymore, but nah, man, I like, if you watch any of my matches, um, yeah, I've got no restriction, bro. Pile drivers, power bombs through tables, uh, like a, like a razor's edge into a pile driver. I'm cool with them all, bro. Oh, yeah, we go. Is but there, that, is there any, is there any moves that are, that are kind of like, they, they've been used a lot before, but over time people have kind of learned that like, Hey, this, this isn't safe at all that. That, that are kind of like locked away in like in, in wrestling or you can't like do not use these because like they can really hurt someone and but they used to use them a lot before like is there anything like that it kind of like kind of like football where it's like oh yeah you know before you used to obliterate the guy in the head and oh what a crazy hit on monday night football but now it's like well that we don't do that anymore right yeah no here um 
I mean, at Impact, I think they're pretty cool with everything. Like, if a guy wants to do a dangerous move, they'll, they'll ask, the, are you sure? Um, the waiver? Or them, yeah. <laughs> Either way, you can do whatever move you want. Yeah. You, do the, you do the move, the ref is like this. <laughs> right after. Puts it up right away. So, yeah, you guys. <laughs> I think here. No, they don't like um, – they don't restrict anything. They do the, are you sure? And I mean, everybody's a professional and everyone that is suggesting doing a move, they know how to do it properly. It's not like our first try. Um, but there was the muscle, like that Samoa Joe's muscle buster was banned for a little while from a couple places. Oh, the pile driver itself was banned a little bit. Uh, but like I said, like I, I trust, I trust everybody. Like I just, uh, somebody gave me a pile driver a couple weeks back and there was not one, like, and that's the thing. When we're growing up, we're trained to protect ourselves as well. So even if a guy, you know, didn't execute the pile driver as um, as he should, it, like I protect myself enough to protect yourself at all times. Okay. So what's the most? What's the most? Sorry, Bell. Let me ask this one quick question. What's the most dangerous move you've done to someone at the Good Daughter? <laughs> Just every time. <laughs> Bro, I got tested a lot. I mean, I mean, like uh, you know, a religious place is not the best place to have a scuffle or some sort of. <laughs> but it's happened time again, and I've legit given guys DDTs. I picked them up and dropped them on their face. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, in, in the top, I've done it, I've done it at the ball hockey <laughs> rink too, bro. People trying to test you. You're not some the guy dropped your knee. Okay, hold on. Oh, you're hold on. Hold on, hold on. I did the ball hockey ring. This guy says, you're, play- <laughs> you're playing ball hockey. Guy crosses the line. You give him the kick to the stomach, and then you hit the DDT. Oh, like, how do you set up oh. a DDT on a guy? So I want to know just in case. Here's a little tidbit about myself. Like, I, I actually had – I love wrestling. I do. I always knew I was going to do it at some point in my life. But had MMA had more money in it when I was first starting out, I would have been an MMA fighter. Because I was like obsessed with uh, boxing and amateur wrestling and submission fighting, and there was just no money in it, so I could do what I'm doing and make money, more money at that time. Um, so, I mean, when I'm playing ball hockey, dude, if a guy goes and he grabs, like, so what happens? I like the this particular time, a guy was like, I had the ball, whatever, in the corner. The guy tries it and he fell. But then what he did was he, instead of like just you know falling, getting up. He goes, wraps his arms around my leg, but oh. that means he left his neck exposed, brother. There's no, <laughs> there's no choice, bro. It's a, uh, a natural instinct to just snatch the head. Oh, man. <laughs> I, love that idea. I just love picturing, like, your go-to move in a fight is to give someone a DDT. <laughs> like, that's just next level. Actually, you know, it's funny, though, because when I kicked my legs out and took the DDT, I made it look like I got hurt, so then the referee didn't know what to do. <laughs> <laughs> the guy got a penalty at his neck bro that's yeah, sweet it's both of us got a penalty because the ref didn't know what to do <laughs> okay i love that now, now raj so obviously you know your your dad true legend gama singh um how i'm pretty sure it wasn't hard or might have been for you to start wrestling but potential wise you know how some some parents, even you know, they see parents. They have a high, uh, you know, they have they have high expectations for their kids. Mm-hmm. Um, how was your dad, as well as even your mom? How were they when it came to you training and and uh, getting to places, or were they very comfortable with you trying to, you know, have your own path? Uh, yeah, that's the best way to put it. Actually, is they were very comfortable with like um, me paving my own path, uh, and they like. I mean, my dad knew that there was going to be a little bit of expectations, but he actually never told me that or put any pressure on me. I used to hear it from my other coach, uh, Jerry Morrow. He used to say it to me a lot. He said, you know, you're Gama's son, so you're going to have the pressure. But that actually made my life a lot easier. Um, so that helped. But my my mom and dad, uh, believe it or not, my mom was actually more the one that's like, if you're going to do it, you, you want to do it to be great. You know, you're not just doing this for fun. You know, you, you chose to not be a school kind of guy to chase this. You dropped out from playing hockey to chase this. Like, you got to do it properly. My mom said, you know, if you want to go do MMA, go do MMA. But if you're going to wrestle, just do it 100%. And my dad was 
you know, he's, my dad was very, very smart. He was very smart about it where he didn't put pressure on me. Like, yeah, of course he'd get frustrated and mad if, you know, he, he heard I was out partying and then I had, didn't do that great at practice, you know, cause I use practice as a, um, practice for me wasn't just, Oh, I have practice. I better go because I got a show next week. Practice was like, dude, we, it, 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 that's what sets, sets you up for greatness. Mm-hmm. So, so it was a very, you know, it's like telling somebody not to study, you know, so you got to practice hard too. Um, so yeah, my dad was just, you know, he was hard on me, but at the same time, he didn't put any pressure and that expectation of you need to be good. That was never there. And I think that's what um, let me excel. So you kind of mentioned that, uh, like your coach and him mentioning like some of the expectations on you almost made it easier for you. So what did you mean by that? Um, it made it easier because I had shoes to fill. And I mean, it's not for everybody, but, um, you know, uh, under pressure, what is it, that biggie line, you know, get in hand, cool as a fan, get in hand. I don't want to blast your man. It's like that. Like I was calm no matter what brother. Um, and that pressure, that pressure of having, you know, I go to a promotion or I get called to go overseas or I do a show in wherever, maybe Africa, Lebanon, somewhere else in the Middle East, uh, Puerto Rico, wherever, the States, everybody right away, they're like, oh, you're Gama's kid? And then I had more eyes on me. You know, like uh, the locker room sellout where the wrestlers that were local, they wanted to see who is this guy, why was he brought in? Oh, okay. And then it just forced me to perfect my craft because I didn't want to let any promoter in, any promoter down that brought me in. I didn't want to let my coaches down. Obviously, like my cousin and I were a team for the first you know, three, four years. And then obviously you don't want to let your family name down, right? I got like my parents that are pushing for me. Um, I got a younger brother that looks up to me. So at the same time, it's like, you want to be, you want to put your best foot forward. Like, even if you fail, you want to put your best foot forward, but it just, it just made it so easy. I know it sounds kind of like, you know, is this guy making this shit up? But no, dude, it made it very easy for me to want to like push hard well, it's a very different thing for sure too, because if you're saying, you know, you want to make a coaches proud or, you know, when they hear your dad's name or the other guys that are there or your family, like when you're thinking of all that stuff, the end goal to that most likely normally would be, well, I feel the pressure mm-hmm. because if you acknowledge all those things that people's eyes are on you, you're thinking about the family, you're thinking about who's there, you think about what they think of you. The answer to that would be is, Hey, I feel the pressure. But you're saying in a in a weird way it was a it was calmness. So that's uh yeah, and it like it also it made wrestling more not real, but it made it more um how do I put it like more like more like a like an event, you know, like a lot of these guys, and I don't want to talk smack about anybody, but there's some people that they wrestle and you know they may not make impact or WWE or wherever they want to go because this is just the beer leagues for them. This is for fun for them. So when they come to a wrestling show, uh, shits and giggles, cheap ones for them. But when I, I took it serious, like, you know, like I wanted, if I was playing hockey, I want to be in the NHL. If I'm playing basketball, I want to be in the NBA. Same thing here. I want to be in the upper echelon of the businesses when I'm here. So those eyes also made it more serious for me. Where there I, you go. Yeah, I yeah, yeah. Time. I didn't have no, I didn't have the luxury of coming in and treating it like a beer league. You know, people used to, nah. People didn't really used to laugh at me, but they definitely used to ask the questions because, you know, um, I would show up shirt and tie or maybe sometimes not the tie, just dressed up nicely. Um, and they're act- asking, like, why you, you know, why you do that? Why you dress like this? Other guys walking. I'm like, yo, you want to look like you got your paycheck from McDonald's, bro? Like, that's up to you. Yeah. Or it's just trolling, right? It's like it's like under under the breath kind of trolling of like, oh, yeah, oh, you know, you're, you're here. Are you here to a wedding or like some dumb jokes like that? Right. Look, oh, you're here for a wedding. It's like no man, like you're you're not taking it serious, and and all these guys' eyes are on me. You're you're gonna throw it away, right? So, or you're not even starting. You're treating it as a joke, kind of like you said, right? Yeah, yeah like you're getting called out for being like a tryhard when this is your craft. Right? Yeah, you're- well, that's like um, that's like even you know even when you see wrestlers do interviews, a lot of them are just in tank tops and shirts, and you know that like yeah. obviously you want to stand apart. I had one on underneath and I had to. Well, when you've made it, when you've made it, it's different. That's the thing. When you make it, you do whatever you want, right? 
<laughs> right though when you make it you can do yeah. whatever you want it's the right it's just when you're there it's then you're then you're open game really because then you're just like well like if you're a star on a wwe promotion for example or or impact promotion like after that you, yeah you can still dress a certain way but if but if you've made crazy waves or you're big like you can kind of put that to the side some sometimes as well right but you can but at the same time i mean it's like i'm not trying to be argumentative with you here but it's just like i have a you know i had this discussion with a couple buddies you know you're watching some people on the on the nfl i mean we don't have to name names but because i can't even think of one on the top of my head but you got tom brady he comes to the game he's dressed nice he, pre- he presents himself well for 25 years he's presented himself really good but then you got another guy who's been drafted and he's in the league for three years yes he's made it He's still a nobody in 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 the in the football world. But he's acting like a fool. He's not doing his research. He's spending all his money. You know, he's got some sort of scandal. He, me personally, I I can't speak for anybody else how they approach themselves. Um, so for Rohan Raja, myself, Jinder Mahal, because we're all pretty tight, I can speak for us. Uh, T.J. Wilson's another guy I know of. Um, Victor from WWE. I'm just spitting out names of guys that I know and spoke to. Um, Fandango's another one. The, we all look at it like, yo, we're on TV now. We've got a, a good spot. We have eyes on us. We're going to be a role model for even just one person. You have to present yourself even better than you did um, before you made it. That I can are you are, are you respecting, like, in that way, are you also respecting, like, the sport and kind of the, you know, wrestling in general as well? Because, like, does do you think that puts you in a different mindset as well when you actually – are in there because of how you approach it before you got in the ring too it does you're absolutely right it does but at the same time it sets myself up for so much frustration when i see that other guys or people don't take it serious and i'm just like yeah and my neck is sore from all the head shaking when i see people like oh man well it's kind of it's kind of like it's kind of like a group project right you're gonna have the people that do it and the ones that don't just you know they're just riding in the back and what are they gonna get from it right like so you know, I like I and as well as it, it makes it makes things feel more you know more proper when people are dressed up. Yeah, you're coming in, you I know, have- if you're coming in with the tank top and you know just like jean shorts or something, right? It's like you know jean <laughs> pant, right? Like and uh, it just doesn't it just doesn't look right. Pant boot, right? Like it just doesn't look right, right? So right. yeah, I, so I apologize. I didn't dress up today, but at the same time, you know, I'm promoting one of my buddies hoodies and you know it's a nice looking hoodie but like if i came out here looking like a scrub you guys are going to turn around and be like do we really want to post this audio you know i have like a a plain backdrop if i had a bunch of like stupid ass stuff in the background you guys would be like, yo dude come on this is ridiculous you guys would think that you guys would at least <laughs> yeah, think yeah, yeah. Confidence, like, oh, yeah 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 the hoodie's nice thank you man but I, I gotta appreciate and like respect the guys like you guys that are putting me on your show because you don't have to do that but if i want to act like a scrub then nobody else is going to want to do that and gonna, right right Hey Raja, uh, this one's gonna be audio only. Eh? <laughs> I'm gonna use that next time. I'm gonna use that next time. This is gonna be audio just, only. Bro. Just the background and kind of how the how the beard's sitting and stuff like that. Yeah. I think we're just gonna go no audio, or just audio on this one, man. <laughs> hey, bro, bro, do you mind putting a hat on for us? You know. <laughs> so you know, obviously, obviously, India is so big into wrestling. They treat it like. It's the number one sport on the planet, right? Have you had any interaction yet with anybody from like India or anything like? That? Have you wrestled in India? No, but um, okay. I mean, uh, there's there's always stuff in the works. There's always stuff in the works. Right. So it could. Have happen. you had any interaction though with like, uh, like any fans from India and stuff like that? Like, I get tons of fans. They're always messaging the DMs, bro, trying to get us. right, right, right. That's where I'm getting at. Yeah, like yeah. is there. <laughs> There must be some funny stuff that you must hear. I'm no, obviously we don't have to name names. It's not like no. It's hello, sir. Follow me back. That's usually what it is. <laughs> it's usually like that. And it's that's funny. great. That's great. They're saying with like their their English at the writing, but it's funny because it's like H L O is what I get a lot. Oh, H L O. Hello. Exactly right. Hello, hi. <laughs> but it's like uh, <laughs> um. They don't yeah. send you those uh, good morning, uh, good morning pictures or anything like that. Please, no, no. weird. I've been super blessed that, like, in in my handful of Instagram years, there's been like 
you know, less than 10 weird encounters where I had to like remove somebody or something like that. Fair enough. Fair enough. No, I, I, well, just, you know, on that topic, I definitely appreciate you jumping on here and, uh, you know, just, you know, sometimes our questions may not be (laughs) questions that you could properly answer, but you do answer them, which is, which is like highly respectable, man. And, uh, we definitely really appreciate this. And, uh, you know, um, I'm pretty sure we're all fans here now. Like we, we're just going to watch you all the way. So, um, you wrestling with your cousin, if people don't know your cousin, Jinder Mahal, right? You wrestling with your cousin. Um, do you ever feel, uh, at one point, you know, your, your connection uh, as family that would, that made it more important that you guys are, you know, kind of in the same, kind of in the same wavelength and you guys are doing things, supporting each other. Is that how important is that compared to, uh, you know, like uh, you being where you're at, like, is, is there that competition that happens or is it more of, you know, you guys are encouraging each other to get, to be more great. Oh no, it's, it's 100% encouragement. I don't think there's the only, the only time there's ever a competition or a comparison comes from fans. That's the only time you ever hear it. Like we right. don't, give, we don't give two craps about that. Like uh, I'm sure somewhere down the line when gender's uh, uh, documentary comes out, if, and when I know WWE has a footage when he got signed, I was crying cause I was so happy for him and it was an option. That's crazy. Like, that's beautiful. One person getting the contract. So that means I didn't get it, but I didn't care. I was like, yo, this guy gets it. That's dope. I can get my chance somewhere else. That just means I got to work harder. Bro, that's amazing. And it's like, um, it's like, yeah, we talk all the time. We sit there, we laugh, we shoot the shit. We all watch bad wrestling together, send each other clips, stupid clips and stuff. But like, whoa, uh, whoa, 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 bad wrestling, bad wrestling. So, so what are we talking about when we say bad wrestling? Stuff that makes us laugh. Botchamania before it hits the highlight reel. <laughs> yeah, Botchamania is the best. <laughs> so yeah, we want to we want to sit there and laugh with each other about things, right? But yeah, no. Um, would it have made it more special? Like, I've had a lot of tag team uh, partners uh, for matches and stuff like that, and it, it's cool, it's fun. Um, but it is different. It, it is different. It's like uh, when Raj and I we were wrestling as Seek and Destroy. That was our tag team name. <laughs> nice. <laughs> when we were wrestling as that. It was like, you know, we really wanted that tag team circuit together, like worldwide. And then when it didn't happen, it's cool when you're wrestling. You know, you got your, your other people on the road. You know, I met a lot of great people and hung out with a bunch of dudes. But at the same time, it's like it, it is it is uh, a little bit more special when it's, you know, uh, his Jinder's real name is Raj. So when Raj and I, when we uh, – travel together you know we're training together uh learn to learn the ropes together man like it's 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 it makes it more it makes it more special in that sense and who knows maybe one day down the line somewhere whether it be for this company that company someone else or just on an indie somewhere who knows they like I, i'm certain there'll be one point again where we're tag team somewhere okay i gotta i love to see that yeah well uh, here's the thing let, I got- let me follow up first i, I got one big one here no, no, no. How no. I important? Want to follow up first. I want to follow up first. Okay, go ahead. So if if a promotion offered you guys this scenario here mm-hmm. where you guys would end up being tag team champions, but it has to be the Shawn Michaels, Marty Jannetty finish to it. Like yeah. money is equal all over the place, all that stuff. It's just a scenario. Yeah. Would you play out that specific gimmick? Hell yeah, bro. I mean, <laughs> uh, um. We, we, uh, we would have to see all, all. We'd have to see the numbers. We'd have to see the numbers and see what. <laughs> it would have to make sense, bro. If it makes money, it makes sense. <laughs> As you know, obviously your family is very close. How big of a deal was it when um, when your cousin won that title? I know we're not. We want to talk about you, but and, and I feel like that that's more of a, that was more of a family. I feel like that was more of a family uh, yeah. accomplishment than than an individual accomplishment. How was that for your family? In, in in all honesty, I would have to say, like it, it is a family accomplishment. But you got to remember, like we, like me personally speaking, I'm going to turn around and say, like he did all that work. He turned himself from absolutely. He turned himself from a fourth line, a fourth line bench rider to a superstar by you know absolutely himself right because he left and came back right or no he got he got let go so he didn't leave yeah 
Yeah. He, he got let go. Um, he wasn't sure what he was going to do. Spoke to one of our other cousins. Crazy. And, um, I mean, I'll, if he ever wants to tell the story, he can, but he was looking for something else to do. Literally, as we left the house, he got a message from one of the talent relations guys, and they're like, we want to bring you back. And boom, 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 that quick. And then he came back, and that's when he started using uh, – he had, like, the, the, the light blue suit, and he did a thing with Heat Slater. Like, the winner of the match gets to stay on the, on the Monday Night Raw. Yeah, him over, and then uh, yeah, he just hit the gym hard, trained like like a bad man pajama, and next thing you know, he's looking unreal, best body in the wrestling business, and he became the champion. So, oh, absolutely, yeah, like you know, individual for sure. He's 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 putting the work in, um, but but what I'm asking is just as a family, how yeah. how proud uh, were you guys? It was like. See, that's the thing. When everybody else has been around wrestling so much, it's like, oh, sweet. He did it. Like, he made it. It's like, you know, like maybe watching some. Oh, uh, I got it. Like, it's cool. And you guys know that success, it, too, or kind of, right? Like, <laughs> I think that's part of it where, like, you know, like. It was, like, expected. I was super happy. You know, my dad was super happy. My mom was really happy. But there's, like, other family members, like, yo, that's cool. That's cool. Like, you know. Yeah. It's, yeah. Because they're also not close with us, too. Like, family is family but right. still, i've got i've got some friends that are closer than family members because i talk to them every day so they were like jumping up and down through the roof right so got it got it got it yeah but the for the immediate family that like hangs out with raj or talks to raj and we visit and stuff like it was it equated to like somebody winning the stanley cup that you know you'd be holy mm-hmm. shit like there's only one winner and that's him right yeah now. yeah yep. so yep. when you were when you yep. were mentioning like fourth line guys turning into the champion. So all those little steps and all the work that you're putting in, what's something like watching at home, us wrestling fans wouldn't quite appreciate when you look at it with your eye being like, you guys don't even understand what just happened in that ring, why it was so crazy, or that move is way more complicated than it looks kind of thing. Yeah, that that happens all the time. Like if I'm watching something, I oh man, it's tough because I guess it's that thing that the, the whole notion of like different strokes for different folks. Mm-hmm. Um and when I'm watching something, I look for the realism and I look for the technicalities, like the, the technique. Um, but then other people, they just want to see like the flips and some guys want to see some other stuff, you know, like the, like a monster doing a choke slam. But when I'm watching, I look for a talent that everybody can do. Um, for example, let's just say like, you know, I mean, just to simplify things like, you know, everyone can throw a right handed punch. But to see the way X, X person does the punch, it's like, holy shit. This guy <laughs> it's so good because everybody can do that. You know, if you have like only 10 guys can do a front, a backflip and then one guy's doing a backflip better than the other 10, it's like, okay, cool. It's great. It's cool. But the talent pool is so little that he's excelling because there's only 10 people to compete with. But if you've got – 10,000 people doing one thing, but you're the best of the 10,000. That's more impressive to me. So who throws the best right hand then? Mm. Besides from yourself, of course. Yeah, mine's up there. Mine is definitely up there 100%. Um, <laughs> hmm, that's a good question. Brett had a really good one. My dad had a really good one because my dad never stomped his feet. Um, <sighs> Kurt Angles was okay. OB likes that. Kurt Angles was I really like Kurt, but you know, I don't know. I, I, Brett had a really good one, man. Brett had a really good one. Razor Ramon, actually. Scott Hall. There we go. That's my guy. Scott Hall. Scott Hall. I love that. With, um, you know, with, with your dad, like, obviously he's been around for so long. Is there, is there things that he doesn't like that is kind of like the norm in wrestling now? Have like you, you ever talked about that to him? Yeah, like you know, like um, obviously, let's use like the thigh. Thighs. So, let's say that again. What'd you say? It's everything. It's everything. Yeah. Oh. So he's a typical. So he's a typical Daisy dad. Is what you're trying to say? Eh? No, I'm kidding. <laughs> like yeah, there's some stuff like that was protected back in the day, like my dad's day and age. Um, you know, like where the K- is it? What is it called? Kayfabe? Is that what it's called? Yeah, kayfabe is just like the, uh, you know, a size difference. You know, you got Rey Mysterio, who's 
probably the greatest top five of all time, but he's beating the big show in a one-on-one match. Like right, right. No, no chance that would happen in the seventies and eighties. No chance, no chance, bro. That you'd need 10 Ray Mysterio's and he might have an op- a chance. You know what I mean? Right. Like the realism, the realism is gone. Basically. Yeah. Yeah. And, and that, and then it's disrespect to the guys that like put their body on the line. You know, they, they could have they could have been out partying and doing this, doing that back then, but they want to protect the business so much that we had a bunch of, um, in my opinion, a bunch of idiots come out and expose it and ruin it all for the guys that do care and love it, like through thick and thin from like top to bottom. So it's that's that. Like I mean, my dad loves the acrobatics and he loves some of the stuff. You know, like he sees some stuff in the ring. He's like, wow, those guys are like his exact words were, "Those guys are crazy." But they did this, they did that. A little bit too much unnecessary things. But, I mean, like, again, it's back to the different strokes for different folks. Okay, what's one of your favorite gimmicks in the game? My favorite gimmicks? Yeah, what's one of your favorite gimmicks, like current? One of my current favorite gimmicks in the game right now, man. Well, people are getting away from gimmicks, right? Um, Yeah, especially in a lot of different promotions. Let me think about that one. We'll get back to you on the on the on the favorite gimmicks. I got to think of this here because, like, all the all the guys that I was like looking up to are all leaving. And no, what's what's your favorite gimmick? My favorite gimmick was the one I played, man. The stamina poppy. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. There you go, Bell. What's what about you? What, what, what gimmick do you like right now? Right now, you can't even answer your own question, man. Like, <laughs> yeah, that's tough, man. Well, that's it's it, man. he has the insight. That's why I'm going how about to the pass? expert, man. Raj. How about pass? Like, what's your top three pass gimmicks that you think are like your best gimmicks in the past? Even okay, uh, Razor Ramon is in the top two or yeah, top three. Amen. Amen. Um, I mean, would the would the Rock be a gimmick? I don't know. I don't know if he's a gimmick or not. Uh, maybe, but number one is Muhammad Hassan. He was the best. Do you remember? Yeah. He was an Italian guy learning to be a teacher, and then he played a. Uh, an, Yo, he was Italian? Yeah. 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 Mark, Mark Capone is his name. And he's just, yeah, they no just like, tanned him up really nice. He was learning to be a teacher, and he that's why it's a gimmick, bro. He. That's why they had Davari speaking Farsi because they wanted to fool the fans. They didn't have any Arabic speaking guys. They actually asked Jinder and I at the time if we were Arabic. We said no, of course not. Dude, that gimmick was wild, Dick. Because like when they debuted that, like it was just like nowadays that wouldn't even it wouldn't even <laughs> pass. You know what I mean? Like it's just no. like like that no. was an Arab American that got checked extra going to his security because of 9-11 and he's from new jersey but i was raised here i grew up here but you guys hate me because i look different and then he was literally just an italian guy that was tanned wow yeah i'm i miss those days where like uh it was always like the foreign guy yeah and like you know they give you like the sleeper and they're they're chanting usa USA," (laughs) just like that type of shit right like that's i just just realized the other top three uh rick the model martel (laughs) <laughs> arrogance yeah 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 that's that's yeah that would be it yo he was i used to see him wrestle all the time in uh winnipeg arena and rick the model martel with bad news and and edge and all those guys man those are crazy awesome. crazy oh, yeah. crazy times man but like um going forward impact how long have you been with impact now um so four years now but one year i was on the shelf so three years of action Three years of action, but four years total. Now the the back, like the like the back, uh, the the locker room, I should say, um, has that changed within the four years? Like I've noticed from what I hear, you know, listening to other podcasts, a lot of people play video games, and you know, obviously they're doing um, their own podcasts, etc. Like, like what what vibe uh, do you normally see in in uh, in the locker rooms right now? Has that changed from the last four years or? Yeah, no, it's it's definitely really cool, man. It's really it's it's really good, and it's definitely one of the reasons that like um, our shows are so good because everybody gets along, mm. and they all work together. And from what I can see, nobody hates each other. You know, everybody, um, you know, 
we're not like close knit. Uh, it'd be a lie if we said we're all close knit, but when we're all together, it's cool. Everyone's like, like especially the knockouts, all, all the all the girls, they're um they're super cool and super close with each other. And then you know we'll hang out with some of them, and you know we just got like our our, our big uh, circles. They're not dissy circles, but they're pretty much the same thing. Where <laughs> we're all like uh, just hanging out together after the shows at the hotel or a restaurant, or whatnot, and then. Playing pop yeah. beer or something, right? Exactly. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> right. So it's um, it's uh, it, it's a, it's a super good vibe, man. And and from what I hear from other companies, like I'm not, you know, I'm not crapping on anybody else, but from what I hear, it's like we have the best spot right now. Well, there's nice, been a nice. Lot of talk about some of these other promotions, right, and some of the atmosphere and stuff that they have in What's their that, rooms. What's that? What's like what I haven't heard about that? Like, well, like the biggest one, like AEW, right? Like, now you have guys out on suspension, like major impact guys out on suspension. And I guess just looking at how that locker room is, and I guess some of the atmosphere is there, do you guys take proactive steps or is it just something organic that kind of just happened? Uh, no, it's just organic, bro. I think you know, like, even. A lot of guys don't know me or didn't know me when I first came, but they, you know, accepted me with open arms. And I think, like, you know, in the maybe in the first year or so, it was a little bit different. Some of the guys left the company, and then we got new faces in, so they probably thought I was, like, a vet. And then it started to, like, you know, like, we started to gel easy, and there was no um, excluding anybody or, and you know, it's you know, I'll sit, I'll sit, uh, sit and eat at the table with anybody on the roster. There's nobody that I avoid. You know what I mean? Okay, very, very cool. Yeah, and, and and I think one of the most important things when when it comes to that is you know you you're I think I think what it sounds like is when you sign up to a team. Let's let's use Impact for example. You sign up with Impact, you're one hundred percent in. Doesn't matter what it is, right? So doesn't matter who you're talking to, etc. You want in. You want what's best for everyone, right? Um, has there been times where you know, um, like who, who's like who's helping you with matches and whatnot. So I, I don't know what the term is. Like um, yeah, agents, have, is, I guess, what it is. Yeah, we have match producers. Um, I mean, who like who are, are there? Some like legendary? Like, is there like? I mean, yeah, I don't know if I'm allowed to say just because I don't know. What's okay, public. I just don't know what's public knowledge. Okay, no problem. What, what I'm trying to get at is like, do you ever? Like, do you ever ask them? Like, do you see those guys like asking them what or her or him or yeah, and seeing like I talk to legends all the time? Um, so what I, I uh, yeah, I'm trying to think. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what's public knowledge, but yeah, I do talk to the legends all the time, bro. Okay, always, yeah, okay. I always talk okay. to the legends. Like, uh, I may not pick all the legends' brains because once you're asking like four or five different legends for something that is acceptable in your match or for feedback in your match that you change to the next time. And if all four legends have something different, you're going to keep one happy. And then the other three, you're going to be like, yo, you didn't do that thing I told you. So it's like, yeah, oh. yeah, yeah. so you got to be careful too in that sense. But I, I, I for sure uh, pick the brains of all the legends while I can. And, and, and obviously since you've been there for a while, like um, I'm sure guys that are new come and talk to you about certain matches and certain things that they should do. Or No, the wrestlers don't ask each other for nothing, bro. It's all goes. Through oh, okay. The yeah, it all goes through the producers because, like, we're we're peers, right? And I right. mean, I'm open to people telling me things. I'm cool. I I could care less. I've been yelled at through my whole life for you know sport, so it's okay. It's okay to take constructive criticism, but you never know if somebody else may not be open to it. So there's no point of like Fair potentially, potentially looking like a egotistical guy or uh, just rubbing somebody the wrong way. It's better to just you know go through the agents. Fair enough. Let's uh let's let's talk about the school uh for a bit. Um how is uh unfortunately man, I can't believe you guys know any footage. <laughs> yeah, how how is how is the school doing and um you know like um are you guys doing shows with the school or what's going so on no, with that? No shows with the school, but it's it's good. So we run it like um we run it like how Lance Storm used to have um where there's semesters. Uh you know, you have your three months training, we'll go uh Wednesday to Wednesday, Thursday, Wednesday to Saturday, four days straight. 
uh, in the evenings. And then, um, yeah, we're teaching the guys the basics we, right from bumping and into match scenarios and then film review. Um, we do that. Like we, there was a point where we had like, you know, 18 kids in the class at once. I call them kids, but they're all adults, 18 or over. Um, <laughs> the students, I should say. Um, and then sometimes we got like, you know, a, a three month block where it's just two or three kids. Um, but we do our best to, to teach them um, everything we can. You know, three months is, is hard to teach everything um, because you got to do a lot of uh, learning on the job too, man. You got to, it's like stand up acting. You got to go, you have to bomb in front of people if that ever happens. You've got to try some things. You got to go and be comfortable. You can, you can do 1 million reps in the training room, but under the bright lights with people watching you, um, it's, it's pretty uh, nerve wracking for the first little bit. So we just want to prepare them, all the students for that moment. And then they can always come back to us after and say, Hey man, I had trouble with this or whatnot. And we can give our insight there too. Any, um, do you you ever have any Punjabi students? We had one, two Punjabi students. One was an older guy. I think he was just doing it for shits and giggles. Another kid, uh, he was like six five basketball player, a kickboxer too. But he um, ended up tearing his ACL right after his three oh. months. He went mm-hmm. back home. He was messing around. He hurt his knee, so he's gonna be back soon. And then we had a couple of Pakistani kids that were—they're all buddies from Vancouver. They all came together, so they—they uh, they were getting it. They were getting it. I don't think they're wrestling right now, but you know, with COVID. Um, changed some things or made it harder for some guys, but I hope they stick with it. So you said old. Yeah, absolutely. What's the oldest that uh, you had come down to the school there? And had oldest student? Yeah. Well, there's some, jokers. Here. there's some jokers that come in and they act, you know, like they act like, oh, I'm, I want to main event wrestling. This <laughs> <laughs> you're 42 years old. This is your yeah. first business and you're talking too much. Like I'm trying to teach yeah. a class. You know, don't distract the other students because you're going to be out of here. And too, you can, you can. Sometimes you can just see somebody too. They're coming a little goofy, right? They come in, they're acting stupid, bro. It's just like, it's like, yo, listen, you're wasting my free time here. Like, get out of here, bro. Exactly. I definitely have to see the school, man, when I when I come visit. Hundred so. percent, yeah, man, hundred percent. I'll, I'll I'll show you guys. We got two rings, so it's a nice setup, and it's connected to a gym. So I'm literally there every single day if I'm in Calgary. Who's uh who else is uh, training at the at the school with you? Uh, so his name is Chris Knight. He goes under Aussie Legend. He's based in Calgary. Um, he was actually Lance Storm's uh, right hand man for all his years of training in the school. Oh, nice. He's one of Lance's students there, and he's actually the head coach um, because he's here all the time in Calgary. So meet with me being on the road, I can't. But then I'll come in and I'll I'll play. He plays bad cop. I play worse cop. <laughs> so that's the way we run it man but it, but we do our best we do our best to help each other and um help each other in, in, in coaching the students and guiding them the best we can yo i love it i love it any last uh questions boys before uh we let this uh, beautiful man go do his things tonight you good anything else Finishers, finishers. I wanted, I wanted to talk about finishers just real quick. Yeah, best it took finisher. you so long to bring that up. I was lagging. Uh, the best finisher in the game. The best finisher in the game. Man, I'm gonna sound like such a homer. Mine is super dope. I don't get to do it though because <laughs> I lose all the time. <laughs> <laughs> well, can you walk us through it, like, or is it is it still top secret? It's not top secret, but like. Um, it's uh like it uh like if i describe if i describe it some people some listeners might not know or you guys might not even know you hold the guy up like pick him up like a power bomb but i put him on my shoulder like a canadian backbreaker okay and then i pull my right arm over top of his left so when i pull his arm down like a lever he flips to his face <laughs> but then as he does that i spin my body into a ddt that's crazy yeah it's like a face buster into like a you just you come yeah. around and then it's just a DDT like that. It's a Canadian backbreaker into a into a face buster DDT, but you got to be smooth. That's why I call it the smooth plex. 
Yeah, yeah, and, gotta, and you, and you got to try these moves on kids, man. That's uh, well, that's where it starts, I imagine, right? Like, that's <laughs> all the students, the first day, I get to try the move to practice. <laughs> <laughs> kind of, like kind of making your own moves up as we go along. Yeah, exactly, bro. I got to try some stuff, right? Like, so that's. I mean, I don't even know what was my finishing move before. Oh, the Coloss. I gave uh, Jinder the Coloss because he used to do uh, like the Death Valley Driver, and I was using the Coloss, like that and I turned it into the. Um, I'd hold on to it and turn it into a camel clutch with that grip. <laughs> yeah, I used to do that. Yeah. That's a great move. Man. I got I got one proposition to ask you. You can, you can deny it, you can deny it on the podcast, you can accept it. Oh, okay. I'm writing a script with my team. Yeah. That will be uh it's, it's a it's based on a Punjabi movie. It's going to be all in English, but Same. Punjabi and uh, I, I created a character specifically for you. Oh, wow. um, you're more than welcome to have one of your other relatives in, but I wanted somebody, I wanted guys who are wrestlers uh, as the cousins in this story. So I wanted typical, like, you know, a hybrid Surrey Jack that's Brampton, that's overprotective, but in the comedy sense. I wrote these guys together. So I, I, I want you to be in this role. If you're more than welcome to take it. Not, I'm okay with that. We're still friends. Is it union, <laughs> union or non-union? Because I'm, I'm a union member. <laughs> there you go. What's that? I'm a union member, man. So I, I got to get permission, I think. 100%. We'll, we'll definitely get permission. It's yeah. This is, uh, this is not going to be like a... This is not going to be like an independent movie. I'm telling you right now. This is actually going to be a pretty hey, good. Where if you get it, where you can get people from Actra, bro, I'm in, dog. Because like done, I'm done, in, bro. <laughs> I, I, I I get it. I get it. I I needed to ask you on here, but okay, done. Done. So uh, the Dissy Brad Pitt here in the next couple of years, dog. So Dissy Brad Dope. Pitt here, man. Look at that. <laughs> Dope. That's why I'm the Brown Ryan Gosling. Anyways, I'm gonna keep that. <laughs> you should be the Brown Craig David, man. That's even better. That worked too, bro. Serenade the ladies. There you go, bro. I'm down. <laughs> All right, my man. I'm gonna. We're gonna let you go here. Thank you so much for uh, giving us your time, man. I, we really appreciate this. Uh, a lot of fun, and I uh, hope I uh, hope these questions and uh, are not gonna get you in trouble or anything like that. Uh, always keep it fresh. I appreciate that. Thank you so much. Thanks for listening to the Thirst World Problems Podcast. For more exclusive content, follow us on Instagram at Thirst World Pod. Make sure to subscribe, like, and share.